Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Built by Bama Online Podcast presents Daybreak for Friday, June. June the 19th, 2020, Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Hank South, Recruiting Analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com, and been a pretty busy stretch here for Hank South. couple of big-time commitments for the Alabama Crimson Tide in the span of less than a week, culminating with Christian Leary, the four-star wide receiver and kick returner from Edgewater High School in Orlando, making his pledge to the Crimson Tide on Tuesday night. And that's where we'll start, Hank, because in keeping up with your coverage, with Tim Watts' coverage for us there at BamaOnline.com, I don't know if anyone was surprised that ultimately Christian Leary ended up as a part of this Alabama class, but just sort of the 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 out-of-the-blue nature of the announcement maybe uh, caught even you off guard, perhaps. Yeah, you know, it was, it, I think it was after nine on, on Tuesday evening. Uh, you know, things are winding down, and then you know, luckily, Twitter has this great feature uh, with notifications. And so, when, when Christian Leary tweeted that he was committed, uh, I was looking at my phone, and it popped up, and you know, it was just ready to go right then. So, uh, I actually, I, I, I caught up with, and no, like you said, you know, it, the the timing was, it was certainly. Uh, I think the bigger surprise than the actual decision, you know, if you've been following this one for the last few months, you know, there's been times when, you know, Bama's has had some momentum there for him. And then, you know, the last couple of weeks, Auburn has been talked a lot about a lot more. Um, he's visited Auburn before uh, he got the offer from Auburn before, you know, Bama. Um, and I, th- I think Florida, maybe even um, as far as timing, but um, he ultimately chose Alabama. You know, we thought it was going to be either Alabama or Auburn. Uh, he p- he picked Bama uh, on a Tuesday night. I, I caught up with him on um, on on Wednesday after uh, he announced his decision, and I, I asked him, you know, what went into that because he had been set to to commit on June sixth a couple times um, throughout the spring, which is his mom's birthday. Um, but he decided to hold off. He said, you know, he was going to pray about it and, and you know let God point him in the right direction. And so I asked him, you know. Tuesday night, what? Why all of a sudden he said he was he was just sitting on his porch um, with some friends and it just hit him that he wanted to pick Alabama. He said uh, it, it was kind of funny. He said he didn't even tell the staff, uh, the Alabama staff. He just he just tweeted that he was committed. Um, he, <laughs> he had uh, he had talked to Holman Wiggins, the wide receivers coach, earlier in the night, and uh, he didn't even tell him then. So he said nobody on the staff knew he was going to announce on on Tuesday. And then of course you know Wiggins and uh, and his area recruiter Jeff Banks gave him a call afterwards. I'll, I'll fired up and excited to have him. And then, um, I know he talked to Nick Saban on Wednesday as well. So, um, just kind of a spontaneous commitment, but, uh, you know, once you, when, when I actually talked to him about it, you know, he, he sounds 
as sure as you can sound about a decision. He said he, he's shutting it down, his recruitment. Um, he's not going to talk to any other coaches. He's going to start recruiting for Alabama. So, uh, you know, from kind of up in the air, when is he going to decide? Is it going to be Alabama or Auburn to, you know, 120 percent committed to Alabama and in uh, full go ahead? So big pickup at a position of need and uh, certainly a, a special wide receivers class in the making. Yeah, and when you look at Alabama and Auburn and how those two teams currently use personnel similar to Christian Leary, whether it's been Henry Ruggs III at Alabama. And I know even Christian on Thursday dropped a video where pretty much overlaid his highlights with the likes of Jalen Waddell and Kenyon Drake and Henry Ruggs III. You had something tangible in his recruitment that you could present if you were the Alabama staff, because you've had guys like this that have done big, big things in this, in this program in recent years. And same for Auburn with Anthony Schwartz would, I guess, be more of the comparison. there. also a, a world-class sort of track guy uh, in Anthony Schwartz and, and jet sweeps and easy touches, quick touches uh, to get, Christian Leary in space and in some matchups where he can really do some damage with that dynamic ability. But let's talk about it in terms of people that were integral from the Alabama camp in making this happen with Christian Leary. Hank, uh, Jeff Banks, I guess, the area recruiter. Was there this Bryce Young effect? Is that really starting to show up now that Alabama has three wide receiver commitments for 2021? And then uh, Jalen Waddle himself, I, I would think, was was part of this. And reading your update, that that seemed to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people took note. Uh, I, th- I think it was about a month or two ago. Uh, Christian Leary went back and liked Bryce Young's tweet when he flipped from USC to to Alabama last September. So you know, looking for signs as far as where he's leaning, that was something that pe- caught people's eye. And you know, he Christian told me he you know he caught up with Bryce um, in March, and, and Bryce was just telling him about the program, telling him about his experience, and kind of you know what he uh, was excited about being there. Um, and yeah, you know the, when Bryce flipped, you know it was a little bit later in the cycle. Bama had um, its receivers already committed, um, so we didn't really see. And I know Tim Watts has touched on this too. We didn't really see a huge impact in terms of. Uh, you know, bright that Bryce Young factor in terms of, you know, these um, this kind of elite wide receiver group decision making process. And we're starting to see that now. You know, I think I think Bryce Young was definitely a, a factor when when uh, when Leary was looking at Alabama. I actually talked to, to Christian's mom and, you know, that was something that was really important to them. You know, obviously academics, the track program is something Christian Leary's looking at at Alabama as well. But who's under center? That That's important to every receiver. You know, who's going to get them the ball? And, and Bryce Young definitely played um, a big role for, for that. Um, like you said, Jeff Banks, the area recruiter, who's done really good um, in 2021 so far. He, he has another commitment from um, Ajay Hall out of Florida as well. So he's really um, doing good work for Alabama in the state of Florida and elsewhere, like like Texas with, with some other guys um, in, in the mix too. Holman Wiggins has done, uh, you know, he's a secondary recruiter in that um, in, in Leary's process. That's He's been a big uh, impact there. And like you said, Jalen Waddell, uh, he actually, Christian said, um, 
before uh, before he committed, he announced his commitment on Twitter uh, Tuesday night. He he had uh, Waddle had texted him. Uh, I don't, he he doesn't remember what because right after Jalen Waddle texted him, he lost the message because his phone just started blowing up after he announced his commitment. So he he didn't even know what what it had said. But um, certainly a guy that's been in contact with him um, and a guy you know, um, Bama's kind of shown how they like you said how they plan to use Leary in, in um, on offense and, and even special teams as well, similar to how they use Waddle. Is Ajay Hall emerging, speaking of him, is he emerging as a real sort of ringleader for this class and trying to get these guys like Christian Leary and others on board with him? I think so. And I, I caught up with Ajay. He, he, he's kind of a, he's kind of a quiet kid. He doesn't, he doesn't like to say much. I mean, I, I think he's definitely vocal with, uh, with non-reporters, uh, not media members, but, um, he, he's, um, he's, he's been doing a lot of work. I, I he had a good quote a couple of weeks ago when we talked to him said, you know, he said he has, he has guys silently committed to Alabama and I, you know, he's not going to obviously give away who it was, but he said, the guys I have committed are the guys that everybody's wanted to commit. And, and ever since he said that, <laughs> Uh, J.C. Latham committed. Uh, I don't know if that's who I was talking about, but I, I think Christian Leary was one of the guys he was talking about. Or, you know, I, I think Christian Leary maybe had a few people feeling optimistic about his decision and where he was going to go. But I, I think, you know, as I felt pretty good about Leary for a while, um, and he's kind of hinted at it on Instagram as well. So um, I asked Christian about Ajay's kind of role in his recruitment as well. He said, uh, he said, as was on his ass about coming to Alabama, that was his, <laughs> his direct quote. So, um, yeah, he's putting in work. I, I think he's helping with the kids in Florida. Um, and, and I, I think he'll kind of have maybe, uh, you know, a 2017 Vandarius Cowan type, um, recruiting impact, you know, I'm uh, not certainly, you know, how that all ended up with, with Vandarius, but right. as far as helping, helping guys get, um, join the class. And a pretty good 24 hour stretch for Alabama's wide receiver class. As we learn on Wednesday, Ja'Cory Brooks takes on five-star status where the 24-7 sports composite is uh, is concerned, Hank. Yeah, um, he, he got a – so uh, the top 247 was, was updated, and it was more of an offensive update um, this month around. Um, Ja'Cory Brooks in, in our own rankings with 24-7 sports went up uh, to number 60 in the country. He was already uh, a little bit higher in the industry average, so that, that boosted his ranking to number 27 overall. So he has a fifth star with the composite, and you know if he continues the production and kind of you know how we've seen him develop um, – you know, obviously his junior season was big. He had, you know, over a thousand yards receiving a uh, hundred catches and I think 18 touchdowns. Um, so definitely had a big, big year as a junior. If he, you know, goes out his senior year and, and follows up with another, another big performance. I know our guys on the 24 seven rankings council are really high on him. And, you know, I see no reason why he can't continue to be in that discussion to, to move on up and, and be in that five-star discussion with our own rankings but yeah certainly you know that that's that gives bama two composite five stars and, and helps them in the recruiting rankings i'm gonna take a quick break here on the built by bama online podcast if you haven't already throw a subscription our way wherever you consume podcasts you can do that leave us a rating and a review while you're there that would be greatly appreciated as well leave us a question or comment in those uh reviews if you'd like we get to those we check those out And again, we would appreciate uh, you helping us out in that regard. When we come back, we're going to ask Hank South to give us an idea about who could be in the mix for what might be one more spot at the wide receiver position in this 2021 Alabama class. Who's next overall, perhaps, for Alabama on the recruiting trail? And a little bit of uh, basketball recruiting talk as we get out of here later in the podcast with Hank South. Back with more of Daybreak 
on the Built by Bama online podcast with Hank South right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Hank, so let's get into that. Three wide receivers now among Alabama's eight commitments for the 2021 cycle. I know you've outlined this class in the past. Tim Watts has talked about it. The belief seems to be that there will be four wide receivers in this group. Is that the number you're still sort of sticking to? And if that is, in fact, the case, give us some of the guys or a guy or two that you sort of envision maybe filling out that last position. Yeah, I still think four is probably a safe, safe bet at this point. You know, you always kind of have to leave that wiggle room in that, you know, Bama doesn't necessarily hold itself to, to limiting, you know, exact numbers of positions. Sometimes, you know, best available guys, if, if they want to come on board, you know, you take them just because they're that good. So there's always kind of that, um, you know, um, factor you have to look into with with numbers but i think four is probably a a good rough estimate at this point in the process and you know there's it's there's so many guys bim has been in in solid shape with so many kind of you know elite level guys you know they have three in my opinion elite commits at the wide receiver position um i think one name that you know i keep hearing and and honestly you know prior to leary committing you know i was hearing more positive buzz on his recruitment than i was um leary's recruitment and you know I, i thought leary could go either way but you know i wrote about malcolm johnson jr um over the weekend as far as a guy you know i've been hearing is you know, trending towards Bama from, from the people I'm talking to, you know, I, I think, you know, he has a top five or a top six, um, right now, but Bama has been, you know, just pressing for him, um, out of Maryland, another speed guy like Christian Leary, a little bit bigger than him. Um, uh, Leary's about five, nine. I think Johnson's about six, one, but you know, both track guys both have that elite speed. You can do a lot of things with, um, and I, you know, I've been hearing positive buzz in Bama's favor, you know, uh, for a long time, it was, you know, Bama's going to probably get one of Christian Leary or Malcolm Johnson, um, but it sounds like they could get both of them, and that, I think that would be kind of a, a home run wow. right there. So we'll keep an eye on on Malcolm Johnson um, Jr. Some other guys just to watch: um, Destin Pizone. We haven't really talked about him a whole lot. You know, we've mentioned him in our wide receiver target stories, but he's a he's a four star receiver out of New Orleans, and he, his crystal ball is I think it's fifteen predictions to Florida State right now. But I think Bama's, uh, you know, if you're looking at kind of ranking them, I think Bama's number two, if not, you know, pushing Florida State right there as far as where they stand. They, uh, the staff got Pizone on campus for Junior Day in February, and you know has a pretty good relationship going with him. Um, obviously, Pete Golding is a, a really good recruiter in the state of Louisiana as well. Brian Thomas, you know, I feel like most of them are all Louisiana guys from here on out. Uh, Brian Thomas and Alabama LSU battle. Uh, some more buzz towards LSU the last few weeks. Our our, uh, our guys that cover uh, cover LSU are predicting him to to stay in state. So that's one we're watching. Dion Colsey, a, a receiver out of Athens, Georgia, um, recently, well, back in March, decommitted from Notre Dame. He has Bama heavily in the mix. Obviously, everyone kind of feels he's going to go to Georgia and stay home, but um, he he's definitely listening to Alabama as well. Uh, and you know, I I think it's. We'll, we'll probably see Bama continue, maybe put out some more offers if they see some more guys they like um, 
and, and evaluations, but they definitely have the luxury of being pretty picky with who they want to take. And, you know, with, with one and maybe max two spots left at the position, you know, they're not really, they're not going to have to really stretch or, or reach for anybody at this point. So in terms of commitment watch on the heels of Leary, Hank, is there a guy or two that maybe you have, uh, you know, a special interest in right now as, as we move forward that, could be ready at, at some point here in the very near future to go ahead and, and make an announcement perhaps to Alabama. Yeah. You know, I, I think I mean, I've, I've been keeping these guys close to the top of the list for the last couple of weeks, uh, at least since Latham committed um, Kendrick Blackshire, the four-star linebacker from Texas. You know, we've been saying this for the last year, you know, it seems like he could be close to committing. So <laughs> gotta, gotta take that with a grain of salt, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. But I, I think he's close. I think, you know, whereas he wanted to take visits, before making a decision, I think everyone's kind of come into the realization that who knows what a visit's even going to look like this year if they happen at all. So I, th- I think kids are kind of, you know, uh, opening up to the idea of, of going ahead and committing this in the summer months. Um, and then the Brockermeyer brothers, I think they're they're ones to, to closely watch as well. So I, I think those could be, you know, three recruitments right there that we could see Bama, go Bama's way by by the end of the month, if not at some point, you know, in the next four to six weeks. Yeah, we thought that this was just going to be sort of a unprecedented virtual recruiting period, but that we would eventually get to some semblance of normalcy and kids going to schools. And maybe we still will, but man, with each passing day, Hank, it, it seems like this may be what we have yep. for 2021 is the virtual recruiting cycle as it, it will perhaps become known in the future. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the last two commitments Bama's gotten, they've gotten from two guys that have never visited Alabama yeah. is as crazy as that sounds. You know, I even asked Christian Leary about that and he said, you know, he has no doubt about it. He knows he's going to love it there. Um, you know, he's obviously taken a virtual visit and they've done everything they can to, as far as showing him the campus. But yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy to think you can, you can uh, commit to a school without ever seeing it. Let's get out of here with some men's basketball recruiting talk Nike Sabande the transfer from Miami of Ohio just a couple of weeks ago was running pretty hot a lot of speculation that perhaps Sabande was preparing to make a commitment to the Alabama Crimson Tide obviously for Alabama there's numbers to consider specifically when looking at John Petty will he stay will he go now it appears as as if Sabande might be prepared to make an announcement but what are you hearing in that regard as in terms of where he could be headed next? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, you know, our, our guy, Brian Snow at 24-7 Sports has, you know, been covering this one really well. You know, he felt Alabama was in the driver's seat to get him, whether, you know, John Petty had made a decision or not. Like you said, a couple of weeks ago, that was kind of the feeling. He had a crystal ball in, a transfer crystal ball for Alabama. Um, caught up with, with uh, Brian Snow this week, and he, he's he's leaning more towards it not being Alabama anymore. And, and uh, Sabande's making a decision, I think, at 12 Central Time on Saturday. Um, and, and, you know, he, he doesn't have a pick in yet, but he, he's feeling that it's probably not going to be um, the tide, you know, as w- with the petty situation, as far as, you know, him making a decision, I, I think it's kind of just trended away. I know he had, um, you know, he had four other schools in the mix outside of Bama. I think Georgia, Arkansas, Georgetown, Xavier, we're all, uh, we're all in the mix for him. So, you know, probably one of those, if it's not Alabama, but for now, it looks like it's going to be somewhere else besides um, UA. Yeah, even though Sabande's a sit one to play one, you still got to have the spot. And that's what right. you don't know right now with John Petty. And maybe, hey, 
maybe that's a good sign in terms of a potential return for John Petty to the capstone for a final season. Well, Hank, as always, we appreciate you taking the time here on Daybreak. Always great stuff from Hank South Forest there at BamaOnline.com. Always a strong presence on that premium message board, the roundtable as well. For Hank South, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.